Hi, this is Roy Jones with Man Talk Radio Podcast. Our mission is to break down the walls of race and denomination. Your chosen Truth Radio broadcast will be starting in just a few seconds. Thank you. This is the Truth Network. Bring out the hell and bring out the best. On a cold and gray Chicago morning, a poor little baby child is born in the ghetto. And his mama cries. Cause if there's one thing that she don't need It's another hungry mouth to feed in the ghetto Welcome to the Christian Car Guy Radio Show I say this calls for action and now Bring out the hell bring out the best a hungry little boy with a runny nose Plays in the street as the cold wind blows in the ghetto And his hunger burns Because love grows where my rosemary goes And nobody knows I will always love that line, Jerry. <laughs> if you met her, you'll you'll never forget her. Um, wouldn't you like to be remembered like that? Love it, you know. Love grows where Jerry goes, or love grows yeah, where, Robbie where Robbie goes. Robbie goes, that's it. And if you've ever met him, you'll never forget him. You know, it's <laughs> it's that's such a line. I I've thought about it all these years. I, I it came across that, and I went, "Oh, that's just perfect for this show." Which today on the Christian Car Guy, we're talking about bring out the hell. And bring out the best. <clears throat> wow. So you, you could hear in the contrast of that, that clearly, you know, somebody was, Rosemary, you know, was bringing out the best. But poor Elvis, <laughs> he, he's talking about hunger, right? And this little child was born. And, you know, it sounds like hell. But, but interestingly, um, so often, you're going to find this contrast, we're going to talk about it at length, that hell just happens to bring out the best in people. And so we're going to talk about that. And of course, I don't know if you knew this, but I think it's really, really cool that, um, you know, that, that it's Edison Lighthouse that did Rosemary Grows. Like, really? What a neat name for a group, Edison Lighthouse. So <laughs> when you're bringing that light from Rosemary Groves, don't think about it. Don't forget that, you know, that's where that came from. So today's show, is, as we've done recently, is brought to you by the Hebrew letter Pay. Wow. And so the Hebrew letter Pay, if you were to look at it, it looks like a mouth, and it's supposed to look like a mouth. And it's that PH sound that you um, actually hear throughout every language in the world. It's sort of a f sound, but it's a PH, and it has to do with presence, but it really has to do with a hungry mouth. And uh, I was looking at it this week that 
we all have this soul, and I was really thinking about what is your soul, and what's the difference between spirit and soul? It's one of those questions that's always concerned me, and when you think about it, your car has a mouth, too. It's been drinking gas, and if you're in the southeast right now, you know what I'm saying. There's there's a few um, bags over a few pumps. Like, it's just not because all these little mouths need feeding. Yeah, some of them are getting fed more than they need to be fed at this time. And, and their hunger burns. Yeah. I'm telling you, it really burns. Uh, so don't miss that. But the but the word nefesh is the word soul in Hebrew. And hear that PH sound in the middle of it, which is a mouth. Okay? So when you're born, there is with you a presence that is, in fact, a mouth. Because mouths do a lot of things. Interestingly, they they hunger and they thirst, which Jesus said clearly, blessed are those who hunger and thirst, okay? But they also express. And, you know, just it's fascinating to me as I was listening to Elvis's song with this little baby who's born, well, there's a hungry mouth to feed, right? Or if you bought a car, you got a new little hungry mouth to feed if you're looking for gas today. So don't don't miss that, but that's like a soul, because that soul will burn because it needs fuel, okay? And so is it any coincidence, right, that we need food, spiritual food, and it is, in fact, literally Jesus. And the way we get it most commonly, it's in the Bible, right? Every single word that is in that book, every single letter of every single word, an aleph to a tuv, a pay, whatever the letter may be, it is in fact Jesus, you see? And as you take that in, as you taste it with your little soul mouth, and, and, you, and it begins to, and, and you can taste it, which are the, the two best, most important things I was ever told, I think, as a human being, was number one, pray and read the Bible. Number one, pray because you're not going to understand it unless God helps you interpret it. I mean, it's just not possible. And so he gives you the Holy Spirit in order to be able to do that. And so as you pray, then you can begin to understand and see what happens to everyone out in the world today is if you poke them, just try poking them and see if they're not hangry, okay? That means hungry and angry. And what they're hungry for is Jesus, okay? They're just hangry out there, just tons of them. Just like that car that I saw parked on the side of the road, it was out of gas and it was just sitting there all hangry. I'm just telling you. Well, it, and so when you, when you think about this idea of your nefesh, your soul, it desperately needs, and of course I know I'm singing to the choir because of all you wonderful truth listeners, obviously you tuned in to hear some Bible. You, you, you tuned in to hear the word of God and, 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 and cause you wanted to be fed. So you wouldn't be hangry. And, but when, as you begin to feed, like we're talking about, then guess what? You will be bringing out your best, you know, that, you know, Robbie, when you're, and you're saying that made me think uh, the, the parallel you're talking about the car and the fuel, you know, as you said, we hunger for that, but it's a hunger that unless we are putting Christ and into ourselves, we're going to sputter. It's sort of that, that automobile that you have. If you bought an automobile that says premium fuel only, and you pull up the pump and you just put regular unleaded gas in it, that vehicle does not respond the way it's supposed to. It sputters. 
And that's sort of how we are. You know what? We have that hunger. We have that void inside us. What are we going to fill it with? We're going to fill it with something that makes us sputter, not perform, not no one can see our full potential because of we're not putting the right things in. It's so true. And I was listening to, um, which I like to do, I like to listen to the New Testament sometimes on in the message version. And I was listening to what would be the Sermon on the Plain from the book of Luke. And the way it was translated there, I can't even tell you the verse. I just know it hit me right between the eyes. It said, when someone treats you harshly, does it bring out the best in you? <laughs> this is Jesus talking like, when someone treats me harshly, does that bring out the best in me? Like, oh, no, it doesn't. And so as I began to reflect on that, like, oh, I must be more hangry than I thought. <laughs> because if, if you can realize that the reason that person is treating you harshly is they're hangry, Right. They're, they're desperate for the word of God in any way, shape, or form, and their, their car's running out of gas. And so now, what could I do to really look at that and, and, and really think of, okay, how can I best respond to them in a way that I can begin to give them what I know their soul, you know, their, their little nefesh is just dying to, to feed something. It's another baby out there in the ghetto and it's and it's hungering okay it's just like elvis was talking about but we got to be where love grows where rosemary goes so um you know very cool in the next segment we actually have lee with ford motor company because they have a new explorer out so we're going to get to that but if you've ever read a Tale of Two Cities by Charles Dixon. You may have, Dickens, you may have heard a part of this quote, but the whole quote's unbelievable. It says, it was the best of times, it was the worst of times. It was the age of wisdom, it was the age of foolishness. It was the epic of belief, it was the epic of incredulity, which I've never seen that word before, but it means unable to believe. And it was the season of light, it was the season of darkness, it was the spring of hope, it was the winter of despair. So all of a sudden you get this idea that like, oh my gosh, did you have something in your life that was actually your worst day? And after the segment with Ford, I want to talk about on your worst day, the very worst day you've ever had in your life, when you really think about it, have you ever seen that it was actually your best day? And what turned on that light? So, and I'm going to bet it has to do with, as you might guess, not being hangry. <laughs> so we got so much more coming up on the Christian Car Guys show again. Lee with Ford is going to be with us in a minute. We're going to hear about the new Explorer, so stay tuned. So much more coming at you. You're listening to the Truth Network and TruthNetwork.com. Bring out the heaven, bring out the best. A hungry little boy with a runny nose plays in the street as the cold wind blows in the ghetto. And his hunger burns. So bring out the hell and bring out the best. You know, there you go. So we're talking about like, so your hunger burns, right? And your cars, if you're in the Southeast right now, like us, and you've gone by 10 gas stations, it's, it's burning. It's burning. But the good news is 
it's going to bring out the best, I can assure you. And speaking of bringing out the best, we have Lee with Ford, who's on with us. And you guys have got some pretty exciting news, all sorts of exciting news, really, Ford has with their 4 before products, right, Lee? Hey, good morning, Robbie. Yeah, it's been an exciting year for uh, Ford and for Explorer specifically. I think we've, we're now releasing our fifth new model this year, and that, that's the, our most capable ever uh, Explorer Timberline series. So excited to talk about it. Yeah, I, there's nothing like getting out, from my opinion, in God's creation. And, you know, a lot of people think four-wheel driving is going fast, but when really capable four-wheel drives, you, you put them in four-wheel low, and you don't go more than two or three miles an hour, but you climb over big rocks, and, and you get to go through rivers and all that stuff. So what do, what do you guys got lined up for us? Yeah, so the Timberline really is a, a creation we put together that we think a, a good balanced product that allows you to have the confidence to go off-trail with full-time four-wheel drive, uh, a great um, – torsion limited slip rear axle to give you even more traction in difficult conditions additional ride height and then a whole bunch of underbody technology that really kind of smooths out your ride for you but at the same time it's designed for with three rows it's designed to carry up seven people and for daily driving so it's really a well-balanced product yeah, I, I could tell you you know some of the technology these days on what they can do with a washboard road it just blows my mind uh, like, I, I don't know if you've ridden in one of these vehicles, but like, you know, again, those of us who've been, my father was a Jeep dealer leaf when I was growing up. So I've been mm -hmm. four wheel driving since I was a little kid. <laughs> and, and when you, when you go over that kind of a surface, you know, the, the vehicle actually loses, you know, contact with the road, all sorts of bad things can happen. So these suspensions not only make it a lot more pleasant for you but it's tremendously more safe right exactly yeah you know we and we have a, a great product closely related to explorer called the police interceptor i'm sure you've seen them out uh, amongst your lo local police departments and we're really able to use a lot of the underbody technology uh from from those vehicles and adapt it to some of the off-road capability that uh, timberline offers so heavy duty shocks revised steering calibration stabilizer bars springs rebound springs that really smooths out the ride for you, makes it safer, uh, and keeps you connected to the, to what's under you. And Jerry, have you seen these rebound springs? I mean, they are cool. Yeah. Well, um, you said that with the interceptors and stuff, the police edition vehicles, yeah, we do a lot of work on those things, and it's definitely a different setup, but, yeah, safety is beyond. Yeah, because you can yeah. imagine that, you know, what they're learning um, is is – it, you know, it's saving a lot of lives, but it's also pretty cool when you use it to make your life a lot more smooth when you're off-road and on those bumpy. If you've ever gone on those kind of roads, I think you, you know what I'm talking about. And so you can imagine if you got a vehicle with seven people in it, because as you weigh down the, the, the vehicle with all these people, <laughs> you know, the, the shocks and the springs, they, they, they can experience things that they don't, don't normally experience. So there you are on vacation. You got your whole family and wow, you're able to enjoy, you know, that experience and experience it more safely, right? And, and the last thing, yeah, that's you, exact. The last thing you want to do is not have traction. So you t tell me about this limited slip. You're, you you started to des describe the axle in the back. Yeah. So this uh, this is a unique feature for the Timberline. It's, it's our torsion limited slippery axle. 
So it's got a 3.58 to 1 drive ratio, uh, which really transmits uh, a, a significant amount of torque to the wheel with the most grip. Uh, and then we've mated that, of course, to our what's really a standard intelligent four-wheel drive system. Uh, so the two combined really give you a really capable off-roading vehicle uh, to get you through some of those different trail conditions. Our intelligent system, we don't call it intelligent just for kicks. That one actually even um, assesses the road conditions and, and preemptively even uh, sends torque to different wheels, knowing that a slip is likely to occur. So between that and the torsion, you've got a lot of confidence and your ability to maintain some traction on the trail. Yeah, and for those of you listening that are, may not be all that familiar with it, I think it's important. <laughs> you know, I'll never forget the first time I found out that four-wheel drive did not mean that all four wheels drive. Uh, <laughs> you know, you have this picture yeah. in your mind that all four wheels are pulling all the same, all at the same time. Well, the challenge with that concept is in order to go around a curve, you know, the inside wheels have to spin at a different speed than the outside wheels. And so there has to be a way that they disconnect from the drive line in order to accomplish what that's what they that's what a differential is for because it's literally making a different speed for the inside wheel than it is the outside wheel. If you've heard that word before, differential, well, your axles, which are where the power, the torque gets to the wheels, they go through a differential. Well, with the technology that that Lee is talking about now, there's a computer that is telling oh. Well, based on what's going on, we're sensing there's some ice under the left rear wheel. If you spin that, we could end up in the ditch. (laughs) (laughs) So the intelligence is going to say, oh, let's put that onto the other rear wheel and so that you actually move forward. And this can happen in the twinkling of of a tenth of a second. That makes all the difference to whether or not you stay straight on the road and you don't, right, Lee? That's exactly right. It is assessing the road conditions constantly and making micro and, and major adjustments depending on the conditions. And really, to even take it one step farther, we, at, we put at the driver's uh, fingertips, we've got seven different selectable drive modes that they can use to even adjust to conditions. So we've got settings like trail, deep snow sand. So when you know you're going to be in some certain conditions like that, you can set it into that mode and it will help you be even more effective in your driving and safe. That is so exciting, Lee. This is the new Timberline Explorer, but also you guys have this Bronco, man, that's got everybody's in the four-wheel drive world that's going crazy. I actually saw one. I'm like, oh my gosh, did you see that? Um, So you guys have that coming too with Ford. So thank you, Lee. I hate we ran out of time already, but I'm so grateful for you being on with us today. Hey, you guys have a great day. Thanks for all the time. Be well. You too. God bless. All right, more today on... You know, we got to bring out the hell in order to bring out the best. So much more. Christian Car Guy Show coming up. Stay tuned. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. Bring out the hell and bring out the best. A hungry little boy with a runny nose plays in the street as the cold wind blows in the ghetto. And his hunger burns. Bring out the hell and bring out the best. So today we are talking about bring out the hell and bring out the best. 
And we we talked about that, that I heard that from like, oh my goodness, Jesus is telling us as Christians in the Sermon on the Plain and the terminology of the message that, you know, when somebody speaks to you harshly, does that bring out the best in you? Well, that was a little challenging, okay? <laughs> and it made me think, wow, <clears throat> you know, I, what does that really look like practically and, and how hangry am I? Because God had been talking to me about this whole idea of the nefesh, <clears throat> that I'm this little consumer, right, that, that, that I, I need to take in God's word. I need to take in love and joy and peace and patience and all those things that, that actually, you know, restore my soul, as David would say in, in, in the 23rd Psalm. So <clears throat> interestingly, there's this phenomenal contrast that I came across that just, it just blows my mind. And if you look at Psalm 1610, which I think you may be familiar with Psalm 1610 and 1611, and then compare it to Revelation. And so here's a little Bible for you, but I think you're going to be glad you, you, you took the few minutes to listen to what I was going to explain. <clears throat> So in Psalm 16, 10 and 11, it says, For you will not abandon my soul, my, soul, my nefesh, to shoal. In other words, you're going to let me go to hell. You will not allow your Holy One to undergo decay. That's scripture that's quoted there, you know, obviously when Jesus um, was resurrected. That's the setup for this line that says, You will make known to me the way of life in your presence is fullness of joy in your right hand are pleasures forevermore. In other words, he takes you to hell. <laughs> and then he says, <clears throat> in my presence is fullness of joy. Well, if you look at the word joy in Hebrew, just let me just share with you. It is to consume living water, okay? So when you're in the depths of hell, you get really, really thirsty, I'm just telling you. And if you've been there lately, you know what I'm talking about, and your car has certainly been there, that the, when you get to that place where it's really, really, really tough, you get really, really thirsty. Well, living water tastes really, really good under those circumstances, and thus you get the idea of this was the best of times, this was the worst of times, because your soul gets parched, and then all of a sudden he's saying that in his presence is fullness of joy, and that word joy again is the consumption of living water. When you consume living water, what does that look like? It looks like joy, all right? And the beautiful thing that, 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 that's in Hebrew that I hate that you can't see it, but I'm going to try to, my best to explain it to you, is right before he says joy, there's an aleph tav, or tav, depending on how you want to say it. But what that is is I'm the alpha and I'm the omega. That's what he's saying, Right before he says joy, he says, in, my, in his presence is the Aleph Tav, the, the Alpha and the Omega, okay? And, and that's saying I'm everything. I'm the beginning, I'm the end. You don't miss it. I'm in every little detail, every little thing that ever happened to you, the best, the worst, I was there, okay? And then in Revelations 21, now this is Revelations 21, 5 and 6. Here's a comparison. He sits on the throne, said, behold, I'm making all things new. He said, write for these words are faithful or true. Now, if you've read Revelation up to this point, you have been through hell. You, the whole tribulation has happened, okay? So hell has happened. And then he said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give water to the one who thirsts 
from the spring of the water of life without cost. Okay. Are you hearing what he's saying? He, he is saying that like, oh my goodness, when you're in the absolute worst place that you could possibly imagine being, that's because you're getting thirsty because hell brings out a thirst that only can be quenched. Now go back to your worst day. And I'm, I'm praying that some people will do this and really think with me, what, what, what does that look like? Okay. So I can, I have a worst day physically. I have a worst day emotionally. Okay. But I'll just take you to the physical one first. I had, you might know, a brain abscess after a, a brain biopsy and when I had lymphoma, all that stuff in my brain, okay? Now, if you've ever had a tooth abscess, just take that and put it in your head, okay? <laughs> we're, we're talking a phenomenal amount of pain. And, and, and they had to do emergency surgery. They, they needed it to essentially open my skull so that they could get the pressure off and like, this has got to go and it's got to go now. And they're rushing me into emergency surgery and something happened in the, in the, in the, in the uh, operating room and they couldn't get me in and, and they were freaking out and they pushed me over into this room where I had to stay until they could get the operating room ready. And they'd hit me with every kind of painkiller that you could possibly imagine. But if you want to feel pain, okay, I'm, I'm just saying, I felt a lot of pain from a lot of different things that have happened to me, if you know my story. But oh my goodness, okay? It was my worst day physically. Like, believe me, it was unbelievable. And as I'm laying there alone, waiting on this emergency room, in walks Ramona Seacrest. Now, who's Ramona Seacrest? Well, she just just happened to be Jesus with flesh on. I mean, she just was. She was in my Sunday school. I knew her that she was one of the nurses at Baptist, but did not know she was on that floor or whatever. And she came in and all she did, because if you had said one word, it would have echoed in my head because it was just on fire because of the pain, right? She just slipped her hand in mine and held my hand. And it was the best of times because in my absolute most thirsty that I could possibly imagine being from a physical standpoint, God slipped his hand in mine and said, I'm here with you. And that is the living water. So as you think about your worst day, physically, emotionally, whatever, where did you see God in that? 866-348-7884 is the number to call in and share. I know it's brave, but somebody out there is listening needs to hear that no matter what they face, that, that God is there in the midst of the worst possible, possible thing that the Aleph and the Tav, the pay, that the presence of God himself will be there. And Jerry, I know you've got one too. Yeah, you know, you, well, I don't know how to follow up with that, Robbie. I mean, the reality is, as you said, is God always shows up. Christ will always show up and bring us comfort whenever we think there's no, we think all the doors are shut, the windows are locked, and we're we're trapped. God shows up, and 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 I've, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking of all the times I can think of. I know when uh, Myra, my wife, was just, you know, just when we were going to have uh, our daughter. Oh, yeah. You know, that was a, that, 
that time in my life changed my life. And it was just probably one of the darkest times. I, I, I never had a time that I just had to rely on. on. I know that God has a purpose. I know God is going to get us through this. And then just sort of like when God showed up through a nurse. Right. It was what part of what changed my life was the fact that there was three elders at Pinedale that I had I was a basketball player at that time, and so I was coming on Thursday nights playing ball and maybe going to church every now and then. They didn't know me anything, but, man, through that whole process. Well, tell the listeners what the process was because yeah. that's critical to the story. My wife has a scleroderma, which is a connective tissue disorder, and didn't think she'd ever be able to be pregnant. Well, had preg- got pregnant. Uh, three months early, she started having pains and went to the emergency room, and they said, well, <laughs> You know, we need to induce labor somehow, but then they were afraid to do it. So this was three months early, and during the process, they finally said, well, we have, may have a connection. You know, it may be connected with some heart issues going on now, and just a lot of, I mean, they laid out all these things, everything wrong. And at one point, finally said, you know, there's probably a 90% chance that your wife won't make it through this because we can't do a C-section because of the scleroderma. We can't induced labor we got to just go through the process so they moved an er up to the delivery room and during the whole process they told me about my wife and they said probably only a 20 percent chance of your of the baby at the time we didn't know if it's a girl or a boy but but we were blessed with a beautiful daughter but there's only 20 percent chance that she will make it and so during the whole process I just, I mean, I was just, I was just broken and just kept thinking, God's, I just don't believe it's going to happen. But as I said, three guys from the church kept coming and stuff, and that made me, through the whole process, realize how important it was that, that I, I needed to change my life and drip. So, so yeah, as dark as it was, it made me who I am today in a lot of ways. Yeah. So what was yours? 866-348-7884. So much more coming up. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. If you've met her, well, you never forget her. And based on what we're talking about today, how bring out the hell and it, 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 it brings out the best, I can tell you, based on Jerry's life, if we just heard the last segment and what he went through and how those elders put their arm around him and walked him through that, then how many times has he, as an elder, had a chance to comfort those with the comfort that he was comforted with? And and and. Whatever hell that you've been brought through, and, and, and God uses that to let love grow where, you know, Rosemary went. And, and, and also think about this, that in 2 Timothy 1.14, it says that you were entrusted with the truth, right? That the Holy Spirit is going to help you guard for forever. And, and so your story, your, your little piece of truth that you have as, a, as, a, as a, having experienced hell— 
You see that, that that's your testimony to tell you that you, whatever you face, it's just gonna he's gonna be back there again. Well, I need to tell you that we have Amy Cabo who's got the cure on, and I love her show this week. It's the Way Out of Poverty with Matthew Morales, which I happen to know the Way Out of Poverty is the Father. Okay, because fatherlessness is is so much the reason for poverty that we won't allow God to father us, or just like that. You know, in the ghetto, the people get hangry, and that, and what they need is is the word of God, in, in so many different ways. And so, speaking of hangry, we got we got something going on at the Truth Network that's going to help the world not be so hangry. Yeah, he's talking about just needing God's word. He said, "Please help the Truth Network send Bibles to Africa," and we know that they they need God's word. We have until the end of the month. Just five dollars gets a Bible in the hands of a poor, impoverished believers all over the African continent with the help of the Bible League. Just $5. Just think about that, Robbie. Just $5. So please give. If you can give more than $5, man, we'd love for you to do it. And the number to call is 1-800-YES-WORD. 1-800-YES-WORD. And I wish I had time. To, I should have looked and gave you the numbers because with me, that yes word, it takes a little bit of work for me to dial it, but it's going to be well worth it. It'll be worth it. it. Just write it Absolutely. down. 1-800-YES-WORD. And away you go. Well, I am so, so, so excited because we have Nancy has a story for us in Everest, Washington. Nancy, you're on the Christian Car Guys show. Good morning. Good morning. What have you got um, for us? You know, I have not been through horrendous things, you know, like you've been talking about. But I remember one time, um, and we had a difficult marriage, and of course part of that was my fault, and I would just find myself on the floor just crying out to God because of the emotional pain. Um, and it wasn't so much that I felt comfort but it was that I had somebody to go to. That yeah. the, the ruler of the universe was listening to me, and things were going to happen because I cried out to him. And the thing that troubles me most um, in this particular time in which we live is the suffering of our brothers and sisters in Christ around the world. Knowing every day, as I live in comfort and peace, I, just blessing that they are going through the most horrendous things. I mean, things, barbarous things that you, you shouldn't even have to imagine or think about. But you I know, can go Nancy, to I can tell you that, and, and I, I'm with you, I am with you, but having had the just unbelievable blessing of interviewing many people, like one man that was in a swamp as a prisoner in North Vietnam for over three years where he literally stood in a swamp, he drank what was in the swamp, ate what was in the swamp. He'd been to hell, but if if you listen to him talk, even though he spoke Vietnamese, like, oh, my goodness, God had touched him. Actually, I, I think it's the 91st Psalm that he could quote, like he'd been in the depths of all that and like, oh, my goodness. And, and so you're right, and we're so grateful for a chance to pray for those people, but oh, my goodness, how God comes. And believe me, I understand difficult, you know, separation hurt you know from a loved one and all that so on the floor you know your your pain is as real as my pain believe me and and god being there and 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 having somebody to go to is just huge i'm so grateful for your call today and and for what you shared and robbie yeah robbie can i say one more thing please um just that you know i i give what i can to you know the the people who are on the ground the boots on the ground helping the people who are um, fighting for human rights. But 
I don't know what's going to happen, and I just feel otherwise powerless to mitigate any of the suffering, except that I have a Savior who loves them, cares for them more than I do. Right, that same you got the same place on the floor for them that, that you had for yourself. I, I'm with you, Nancy. God bless you. I, I appreciate that so much. Okay. Thank, thank you. you. Bye-bye. And we got Gary is in Greenville, South Carolina. Gary, you're on a Christian Car Guy show. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? I am excited to hear what you have. Okay, yeah, well, here's what I have. Well, first of all, I'm exceedingly blessed. What I wanted to say was, I'm on the other side of the coin as far as God used me in a situation at a hospital one time to actually pray for someone in need who was calling out for the name of the Lord in pain. Wow. And uh, I had taken my wife to the hospital emergency room for something, and I was in the room with her, and outside in the hallway they had beds because it was so busy. They had people in the hallway on gurneys, and there was a man laying out there. And he was hurting and screaming in pain and calling on the name of the Lord. Jesus, help me. He was saying, Lord, help me. And the Lord, I heard it in my mind. It said, go pray for that man. And I sat there for a few more minutes, and he kept moaning and groaning in pain. And the, again, the Lord was like, go pray for that man. And I was like, oh, man, I'm stubborn, I guess. And I listened again. And again, the Lord said, go pray for him. Finally, I got up because it wasn't going to stop. And the Lord said, go pray for him. And I went over and I asked him. I said, sir, I said, how you doing? I said, uh, do you believe, you know, are you saved? Do you believe in the Lord? He said, yes, I do. I'm saved. I said, would you mind if I pray with you right now? I said, I heard you calling on the name of the Lord. And he said, no, please do. So I asked him his name. I closed my eyes. I laid my hand on him. And I prayed over him there in that hospital. And he said he felt it come over him like a warm feeling all over him. He said, I feel this. He said, I feel it within me. And, and after I prayed with him, I went back and sat down in the room with my wife. And he sat out there for a long time. Uh, several another hour or so longer and i never heard him make another sound as far as a painful noise he sat there and he's like he was comfortable from That's just me being obedient to god and making that move and going and praying and god used me as a vessel so he did that day. oh wow gary god bless man that makes my day it's so cool like you're right i mean that that, that, that what we can give back right jerry i was you know that, that that's just the whole deal it's, it's answering that call. God's going to put people in front of us. So, Gary, love growed where the Gary growed. <laughs> that is so beautiful. Such a wonderful story. God bless you. Thank you for calling in. Yes, sir. God bless you, too. And I hope he blesses your ministry. Thank you. And your family and everything. Thank you. Thank you, Gary. All right. We got Ann Alt. We can get you in quick, Ann, but you got to go. I don't, uh, I don't know that I was going to do a little poem, but that's okay. Uh, basically, that three-ply chord uh, I always said from Psalm 1611. Oh, yeah. You know, draw near to the Lord, he'll draw near to you, and his presence is fullness of joy, and the joy of the Lord is our strength. But I, I'll just tell you real quick, I went through it when my husband left me, and somebody told me, get out of bed and just start saying he will never leave me or forsake me, and he never will, and he never has. No, he won't. Thank you, Anne, so much for sharing that. Such a dear friend from Christian Car Guy Theater, which is coming up next week, by the way. So remember, as you go through hell, you know, um, the good news is it's going to help you know with the best of times. So slow down. Jesus walked everywhere he went. And try to conserve fuel, right? That's what we can do as Christians right now. Don't go anywhere that might somebody not have gas to get to work. So thank you for listening to the Christian Car Guy Show. We listen to the Truth Network.
truthnetwork.com. This is the Truth Network.